set. Places, everybody. And action. Hi, guys. You're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two Black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And on this week's episode, we're discussing All That Jazz, directed by Bob Fosse from (laughs) 1979. Yes. So we're doing something different for the month of November. It's true. We're not bringing you like you know, families that gather together, you know, celebrating the holidays or dysfunctional families that gather together and throw shit at each other and argue and whatever. We're talking about musicals this month. Mm-hmm. And this is something very different mm-hmm. for us. I mean, we've done musicals before, but not like specifically that they're musicals, I don't think. Yeah, I think they had like musical elements to them. I have to go through our list. Let me let me back. Let me go through there. Um, but we have done musicals before, and every time we do them, I'm like, "Are you sure? <laughs> Are you positive, Brittany? Is this what you want? Because it's never my idea." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I have to get some off my channel. Yeah, she's she's coming around. It seems. So this particular film. And this idea for the month was actually my idea. We did Carmen and Carmen and Hip Hopera. And those are oh. essentially uh, musicals. Yes. Especially. <laughs> yeah, no, they're both. I mean, we could debate Carmen and Hip Hopera. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a something. That was a something. And, Things were happening. Oh, and that was my I think we had like we're like would have been crazy if we did these two and then we did them. Yeah. So um, I feel like no. those are the only ones we've done. I'm scrolling back pretty far. Um, but yeah, a very interesting pick from Brittany. Get it off your chest, Brittany. Tell us what's going on. Yeah. So I I dabble in musicals. I I dabble. I dabble. I watch. I observe. You know? And I was like, hey, I've never seen a Bob Fosse musical before. So I was like, why not pick one? And Ashley recommended all that jazz because I was torn between this and Cabaret Mm because both seem like bangers. And Ashley mentioned a part of the movie. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. (laughs) I don't even know which part I said because my pick was Chicago. I was like, I'm going to say Chicago every time. But there's like, you know, I think there's five movies he directed. I think four. No, three of them. Three of them are musicals. Yeah, last two I don't know about. One that was not a musical at all. Which one? That was, was the that first one? one that I have ever seen by him. And I watched it because I was like, oh, this this cover looks interesting. Like just a poster. I was like, oh, this looks interesting. And I was like, oh, ha, ha, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> this not. Which one was it? I didn't even know he directed it. Which one was, like, was it? Oh. Was it Star 80? It was. Girl. It seems like, very intense. Oh, it is. And I was like, okay. <laughs> All right. I like I didn't even think it was directed by him when I like first watched it. I was like, ah, okay. Yeah, okay. it seems very different subject matter wise. And I don't think it's musically inclined no. either. So I'm not sure no. uh what caught his eye about this other than it's crazy, but <laughs> I haven't seen that movie either. Um 
it's like one of the ones I don't know by him, but yeah, I was very uh, surprised that you wanted to do the Bobbert. Um, considering at the start of this uh, podcast, you were like, I don't like musicals and I never will watch them. <laughs> and me being like, I love them. <laughs> I was like, we're never going to watch a musical on here. <laughs> so very surprising entry from Brittany. Yeah. I've, I've seen a whole bunch of Oh, now she admits it. Something I've I known to be it. true, but she would yeah. never admit it. <laughs> I say that a lot. But what intrigued me about this one is like, I like movies about dancers. Like, I like movies about dancers. I like movies about how productions are made. So, like, how a movie is made, like the behind the scenes. I would watch a movie about that. Also, how like a stage show is made. I would watch a movie about that. And this particular movie was very interesting because it is co-written and directed by the person it's about. So semi-autobiographical mm-hmm. and it's messy. Like, <laughs> damn. Like, damn. Like, damn. Have you watched um, Fosse, Fosse Verdon, I think it is? I always want to say Fosse Verdon. After watching this, like I was going to back when it was airing and then I never got around to it. After watching this, I was going to. And then I made the mistake of looking at the Wikipedia page and I saw who was playing Roy Schneider in it. And I said, oh, this is why I don't like musicals because I don't even know. Um, Yeah. Why don't you tell me? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway. Who is it? Is it Lin Manuel? <laughs> yes, of course. I don't think he's in it for very long, though. I was like, no, 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 no. Oh, uh, he's not in it for very long. I feel like they did that for like Hamilton nah. viewers kind of thing because he doesn't even nah. look like Roy Schneider, like at all. I was like, why would you do that? Like, see, he does not why- look like him. It's very weird. I feel like they did that for like, like let's get these right. Yeah, which I was like, it's just a freak. It's a it's a very niche subject to talk about, like a a, a Broadway choreographer. <laughs> like, um, you're just gonna be talking to other Broadway nuts, like, and me who likes Bob Fosse's movies. So I don't I don't know, girl. <laughs> I don't remember him being in there that long, but I do remember that happening and being like, girl, why would you do that? But I don't think he's in there for very long. He might be in like a scene or two because that's towards the end of his life like it's not yeah, even that, that's yeah. important I might watch it till then because I'm very intrigued by that particular relationship not hit not because that's not important but yeah the Fosse Verdon relationship yeah. because girl it's very intense I will say that the uh last episode is the one that deals with like all that jazz and everything else so I think you have. I mean, it's only eight episodes, so it's not. It's not like he's gonna pop in every, <laughs> every like, hey, episode, yeah. like Urkel or somebody. <laughs> <laughs> he would try, but he didn't. Thank God. <laughs> it's a very intense relationship. Yeah, I I don't understand. I would hope to never be down that bad for anyone or like have that kind of working relationship or like not even romantic love but platonic love because 
from what I'm getting, that is platonic. You love that person. That's your family. Yeah. And that is her family, but that's your family family. And she loved that man too much. Cause like, it's honestly, it's very messy. If you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about, um, Bob Fosse. I think he, I think this was his third wife. Uh, Gwen Verdon, who um, in the movie is played, or in the show is played by white Michelle Williams. And uh, <laughs> uh, sometimes, girl, I always get her confused with the other one. Um, um, Shane. The, um, yeah, I was about to say the sad girl, the one that yeah. you watch your crowd. Carrie, Carrie Mulligan? Carrie, yeah, I was about to say Carrie Williams, but Carrie <laughs> Mulligan is right. <laughs> Usually I can place it, but sometimes I can't. But this is, yeah, I think she got an award for this. I don't remember. I might be making that up. It didn't seem very, uh, it like might it be like happen. Oh, she got a Critics' Choice Award, and I feel like she got something. Oh, a Golden Globe. So it was a big deal. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they were, uh, they worked on the same movie or like show. It was like Damn Yankees. I think it was a show. And uh, they were basically married, but also like court, like co-workers, I guess, like creative partners and girl, <laughs> it seemed like he just used to cheer her nonstop, <laughs> which I don't even girl. It's so it's so messy. It's messy as hell, um, which is detailed in like in the movie but like they're not married because they they were only married for like seven years but they never officially divorced like they stayed together until not together but they were they never divorced for until he passed away yeah so that was like another 20 years like (laughs) which is crazy when you really think about it um and she never remarried like he went i don't think he ever remarried either he wouldn't have like girlfriends and stuff but they both never remarried so it's messy as hell, which is so funny too. Because when you look at the when you look at the movie, like I watched, I have the DVD, like the Criterion DVDs. There's a lot of like extra stuff. I haven't watched everything on there, but there was um there was a behind the scenes like chat, like recently as like 2014, I think, with um with Anne, I think it's Anne Ranking, and uh. I do not know how to say this child's name. And Erzbet Foldy, who plays the daughter, Michelle. Mm-hmm. And Anne was, uh, I guess, in universes, Bob Fosse's <laughs> girlfriend, but also in, like, in real scream. life. And also real life, they were like together at the time when they made this movie. So it was just kind of like very, it's very meta. <laughs> it's too meta. And they were talking about him and they were like, I don't know why everybody thinks he's so mean because i guess that was like a rumor i guess probably from this movie because he's kind of he's a dick in the movie like joe gideon aka <laughs> alias bob fozzy <laughs> or bob fozzy alias joe gideon i don't know who's who um uh, is like kind of a dick like really a lot of times and i think ann said like she told him like make your like why are you making yourself so mean in this movie you're not that mean and like i don't think he was like a bad person to work with because a lot of people in this movie were like from other productions that he did. Like there's a few people who show up from Pippin and stuff like that. So um, I don't think like if people hated him, 
I don't know why they suffered to work with him other than him being really great. <laughs> but it doesn't seem like he was a bad like person to work with. Like he really cared about the people that um that he would worked with creatively. Cause I know the production got shut down for a little bit. Um, like for a few months, kind of like what happens in all that jazz. It's actually very scary how how the parallels keep happening. But the production got shut down and he kept everybody on payroll because he said he didn't want anybody to have to go find other work like he wanted to take care of everybody so i was like well damn <laughs> but when you make yourself such a terrible person i guess that's what everybody <laughs> took away from it was like god damn you're awful <laughs> mm. and he's awful in fossey burden too because it's like shit <laughs> do right by this woman please Ooh. But then at the same time, I've read that when critics didn't like something that they did together, um, he would take all the hits. Like he wouldn't let Gwen be the one to catch all the flack, even if she had like a large part of the to do with the production and stuff. So I don't know, just very complex man, very complex Mm -hmm. man, very talented, I think. So have you ever seen any of his other movies? But just this one in Star 80? It's just this one in Star 80. Have you seen Um, Cabaret yet? No, I didn't get around to watching it. Come on, man. Every time I'm, like, gearing up to watch it, it's like, oh. I, like, fall asleep at, like, 4.30. Wow. Just being elderly. I think it's not streaming yet because I've been looking for it. Or it's not streaming currently is what I should say. Um, Sweet Charity, I think, is streaming. But that movie is crazy. (laughs) And it's long and it just makes no sense. <laughs> and it's like critically panned, but then it's like so famous because like, if you don't know who we're talking about, like if you're just so listening to this, you're like, girl, I don't know who this old white man is. Um, you probably do, because if you listen to the show, you're probably a fan of Beyonce, which means you've probably seen the video for Get Me Bodied. And that entire video is based off of a sequence in Sweet Charity called The Rich Man's Frug, like the entire thing. All the little little fisty thingy, little fist things they do and that little thing where they go in that long line. You know when she's walking backwards and the line is like following her and on the ground? That's all from that. <laughs> the entire thing. So as much as people didn't seem to like that movie, somebody saw it and was like, Well, damn, let me bring this, <laughs> let me bring this to the 21st century. So um a legend, a legend, a legend, legend. And I think. Megan Thee Stallion kind of copied some, not copied, but like referenced Get Me Bodied in like that Grammy performance of hers, which I was like, all right, now everybody should know. (laughs) No, the references, the references have references. Yeah. And like also from Sweet Charity, which is, even though I haven't seen it, I know the soundtrack because I've literally been singing it all day. You'd be like, big spender. Big spender. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Been a little sad with me. I think like, Gwen, I like I think Gwen was in the stage show of that, but the person who stars in the movie is uh is Shirley McLean. A legendary actress. Like and uh doesn't she like fortune telling or something or metaphysics? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> if you ever watch um if it's Christmas time, go watch um The Apartment. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. that's a fun one 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, very big, uh, very big stars, and freaking Sammy Davis Jr. shows up. <laughs> Tita Rivera is in that one. The hey, big spender. That's fun. It's a, it's a, it's a long movie though. Like you feel it. <laughs> like two and a half hours. I'm like, oh lord, you could have absolutely cut this down. Um, but then he makes Cabaret, you know, and gets nominated for like Best Picture or something. So within like three years. <laughs> The talent was there. The talent was there. So I guess we should start kind of getting into the the film itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you look so nervous. <laughs> like, I'm just going to start by saying this movie is awesome. And I love it because it's great. And I'll get in. I'll expand upon those thoughts later. But... <laughs> Y'all gotta watch. It's on Tobias, aka Tubi, right now at the moment. <laughs> Why Tobias, bitch? <laughs> Tubi need a formal name. Oh gosh, Tobias Jenkins. <laughs> it's on Tobias at the moment. So like, Tobias go watch it. Mm-hmm. Go uh, stream right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want to own this movie you can also um not to like give money to people who don't get any money but Criterion's having a sale their annual 50 percent mm. off sale so uh, i need to drop in <laughs> for these but this is a criterion release which i have that movie um i haven't read all that the essays i get really weird about touching the paper with my you know chip stained hands <laughs> so i have not read the essays but uh yeah there's a lot of like extra content and things that might be interesting to people who like stuff like that um including like interviews and stuff like that so it's actually really cool but um yeah you should definitely watch this movie way way back in the day when we did uh purple rain this was my suggestion like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like I feel like <laughs> you didn't know what it was, but I feel like everybody, I don't know if anybody else caught that, that I said that this is somebody else being terrible. So <laughs> in a film, a fictionalized version of their life. Oh, damn. This would have been a perfect companion. Damn. This is perfect. Ah, this is perfect. Yes, this is one of the five times I've suggested something that actually worked. So <laughs> this is absolutely perfect. Yeah. Um, but basically this movie is I guess what do we call it? Like semi-autobiographical. Um there's also a lot of fantasy elements. Uh, but basically this is about a theater director and choreographer named Joe Gideon, who is trying to do too much. <laughs> and he is trying to stage his latest Broadway musical called NYLA <laughs> and also edit a film um, about a stand-up comedian called The Stand-Up. This is actually based on Fosse's real life um, because he had a massive heart attack while trying to uh, direct Chicago, or not direct, but like stage or like choreograph Chicago and also direct Lenny which is a movie starring Dustin Hoffman as like a comedian. I've never really heard much about this movie. It's Um, um, about a comedian named Lenny Bruce, who mm -hmm. was a comedian, I think, like in the 50s. He's like a real person. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a real person. And 
he like did a lot of offensive comedy and had like an obscene like you got like obscene charges against him you know oh, how like Elvis charges? back in the day used to be like oh you can't dance quote unquote nasty on stage you're gonna take your ass to jail kind of like that be shaking your your junk around that's what <laughs> yeah. I told them <laughs> but like you for know? telling like dirty jokes um so that's what the movie was about Rolling Stone right ranked him third behind Richard Pryor and George Carlin so that's to tell you what we dealing with <laughs> and 50 best stand-up comics I guess if that's what we that's the energy we bring in okay race relations okay. a white man talking about race relations <laughs> it's only allowed for a few people <laughs> Very few people. Uh, yeah, I've never heard of this movie, but basically, in real life, Fosse was editing this movie, directing or choreographing Chicago, and just heart said, "No more, bitch! <laughs> Absolutely not!" And that is kind of what happens in this movie. That's um, he is he's given all the signs that you know things are not really ticking the way they should be ticking, but he just ignores all of that <laughs> Brittany you look so distressed <laughs> I, every 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 sign he got every it was bad like the first it was like sir please like take every, care of yourself that cough that cough the like, coughing is smoking, like the, but like the telltale you know how like Tyler Perry will always have somebody cough and then the like AIDS or something it's always so bad now every time I hear somebody coughing in a movie I'm like don't do that. He's like, that. it's not good. That cough not good. I know you smoking, but like, go look, go, and it's the seventies. But go like, look at that, that cough. Go have that look. You got to go to the doctor, but then the doctor was coughing too. <laughs> the doctor was coughing all over the place. If this was like set now, I'm like, you got to get away from me with all that, sir. That's not. And he was smoking too, wasn't he? The doctor. He was smoking and coughing. He's like, he good. <laughs> <laughs> Like the one like, time, yeah, let's go have some drinks. That's the one time Joe didn't cough, and I was like, "God damn, sir, <laughs> it's very inappropriate for you." He to had to hold that. it He took that in. He was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, won't won't let them see me slip in." But <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, the movie kind of you shows you how he is trying to balance all these things while having like terrible health, and then what. uh what that all kind of culminates in because it, it gets more fantastical as the movie goes along. And then it also has a lot to do with like death and the stages of death um, and like how that kind of plays out over the, I think probably like the last half hour, hour of the movie. Can't, I, don't, I actually don't even know how long this movie is. It's like two hours. Um, mm. So yeah, it's a very interesting film um just by seeing all that because like bob fossey always said that this was not supposed to be him <laughs> like he 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 did his like two different like he saw it as like two different people like him versus this character because his editor will be like yeah you were doing this in the movie and he's like no like that's joe that's not me but then the editor was like i don't really know what to say because like the 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 um the address on the pill bottle was his real address. Uh, <laughs> it's like, there's like things and like there's people that I know from his other productions that are in this movie. <laughs> so it's like, like it's a it's a, a lot of melding of what's real and what's not. 
But I think okay. he said to Anne that he wanted to make this, like you're not supposed to be sympathetic to him really because then you wouldn't get it. Like you wouldn't understand the the dangers of narcissism and in the starlight or in, you know, stardom and, and that kind of thing. And like the, sh- like show business and also just like, not, I guess not taking things for granted, but like, you just playing fast and loose with yourself and just like, go sit down somewhere, <laughs> sit down for like two seconds. I, I could understand that. I, feel like it would have a very different it would be very different if Joe was kinder oh yeah because you'd feel terrible but now you're just yeah like, Damn, it's like <laughs> what this shit like I mean he's very charismatic like, it, like the in part did something to me mm-hmm. like in part got me yeah got my heart palpitating got <laughs> just made me feel so bad it's amazing yeah um but it's you would feel different you'd be like oh man joe god come on bro come on yeah come on dog come on (laughs) come on dude but it's like man you just fucking trifling (laughs) (laughs) and also you're just kind of like damn just like sit your ass down somewhere bro like (laughs) i feel like he was a nice person he'd be like why is this thing happening to him he doesn't do anything to anybody it's like damn just like sit down and reevaluate your life he just tries so hard to make everybody happy (laughs) yeah yeah and i'm just like no he does not in the shit (laughs) he's a giant piece of shit Ah, and it's not like I hate him when I'm watching it. But I'm like, you don't have to do that to people. Like, come on. It's also very like, it's like overwhelmingly like self-aware. We're just like, shit. Are you still terrible? Yeah. <laughs> you know it's about yourself. Are you still bad? Damn, bro. Like you, like you, you're you wrote this. Like you writing this down. So like you said this out loud to somebody and you put it on screen. So everybody who watched this in your personal life, like your ex-wife, your girlfriend, who's in the movie, all your ex-girlfriends, your daughter, your, your real daughter, who's also in the movie. Yeah. I everybody what, see this. Which part is she? I forget. Is it? I think they said she was a dancer in oh. one of the numbers. Oh, really? I wonder if she was in that opening number. Or oh, I was like, I hope she was like, the opening number because the only one I can think of is the erotica. <laughs> I, I hope she wasn't in that one. Oh, I don't know how old she would have been. I don't know if she was, she might have been like 20 ish, maybe. Oh, I don't man. see her name on here. Her name is Nicole Fossey. I know she produced, uh, I think she produced Fossey Verdon or like was one of the producers on the show. So, um, yeah, girl, that's a bit much. <laughs> And of course, the title comes from All That Jazz, which is a song from Chicago, which we'll talk more about uh, in our next episode. So this is a lot of interconnecting, interweaving things. I'm just like, are you sure it's not you? <laughs> um, so yeah, what else was I going to say? I was going to say something else, but I guess I'll come back to it um, if I think about it again. But um, I love the opening. Actually, I'm thinking of I'm skipping the the real opening, which is uh, a man <laughs> coughing, <laughs> putting in eye drops um, set to Vivaldi's like there's some Vivaldi song. I can't remember what it is. It's like I'll have to look it's, for it. 
Is it a concerto? I can't remember what it is. I was thinking it was a springtime one, but I don't think it's that. But it doesn't matter. Um, it's just Vivaldi, so it's supposed to be like lively and let's get the freaking day started. And he's got some uh, Alka Seltzer. Why would you need Alka Seltzer again? Isn't it like because you upset would it like be for ulcers too? Like if that Yeah, I mean if you up all night with upset stomach, <laughs> trying to get your life together. <laughs> You, that's what you got. Got your out upset stomach stuff. And then it's got a uh, dexedrin. You got your speed to keep you going during the day. They really used to just hand that shit out. <laughs> I feel like you can just get do. some speed. I really feel like they still do, but like if you say you need to lose weight, <laughs> yeah. Like honestly, they will just give you speed. Yeah. If I you say the that. right code words, they'll give you speed mm-hmm. yeah it's also apparently used to treat adhd and narcolepsy but he's mm-hmm. taking it like girl he at one point he takes it like a he, he takes it and his daughter's like oh what is that and he's like it's a mint and she's like can i have one he's like no <laughs> he's like nah it's nasty you don't you wouldn't like it was like you take it in the middle of the evening like all right sir it's just a combination it's a combination of bad things um yeah, he always oh he's showering with a cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> I was like, this this is when I was like, this movie is awesome. <laughs> I know I miss when people I don't miss it, but it's just something very nostalgic about seeing everybody with a cigarette in their mouth. Yeah, they should bring know. back smoking. They will, but it's like vapes now. Yeah, it's I not mean, as cool. Like everybody looks like a cyborg now instead of like yeah. you know a, a, a hard living gumshoe. <laughs> yeah bring back regular smoking yeah smoking and do uh, that to you lungs guys (laughs) if the air doesn't do it just let the cigarette take care of it Uh, (laughs) i mean i'm very pro smoking when i was younger i wanted to take up smoking oh i got yelled at by my teacher because me and my friend were pretending to smoke our pencils he's like why don't you just drop out of school and do it and i was like why are you acting like i'm gonna be uh doing like sex work or something like why are you acting like it's like the word like what I got I got in my life I got (laughs) slippery slippery slope yeah I I guess she's like you're gonna be hanging out in the corner (laughs) that was the vibe she was giving and I was like I'm pretending to smoke they got candy cigarettes and fucking girl okay so yeah I miss those days I think that's why I like to watch certain movies from certain eras because whoo they were lighting them up <laughs> um and i forget what this quote is i forget who says it but it says to be on the wire is waiting the rest is life i guess he just his ah. life is like some high wire act wire act yeah, yeah. Just, just with the little pole and hope i don't fall over <laughs> yeah Hi guys, uh, editing Ashley here. Um, just realized that I completely butchered that quote, and so I wanted to make sure that I came on here and got it right. The quote is actually, uh, to be on the wire is life, the rest is waiting. Uh, this quote is said by Joe Gideon, um, and he is actually paraphrasing a high wire artist by the name of Carl Walinda, uh, who passed away in 1978. Um, basically, Joe is just saying that uh He's only really stimulated by high stress situations um, and anything where he's not kind of being pushed to the brink uh, kind of feels pointless. Um, 
So we kind of had that analysis right. Uh, just kind of mixed up my words there a little bit. Uh, please forgive me. Um, and yeah, uh, happy listening. So we didn't mention this, but I don't know when this particular part takes place because it happens in the beginning of the movie. I assume this conversation is toward happens oh yeah you know it happens throughout the movie but you know it might happen sooner or later but he's talking to jessica lang i know she's so pretty isn't she i know she looks gorgeous she plays angelique which they don't really make it known in the movie but like i think i had to like look this up afterwards that she's basically the angel of death like he's flirting (laughs) with the angel of death like over they the course of this movie. Talking, talking, talking. He's talking to her. She's in this big, beautiful white hat. Like she does a Kentucky Derby covered in a veil. veil. She's so into him because he's a fucking mess. <laughs> and she could tell. She's just like, mm, 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 let me mm. dig right into that. Let me take a fork in that because you are done. He's <laughs> just like, mm, tell mm. me a little bit more about you, Joe. Basically. <laughs> Yeah, appealing to like his little ego and stuff. Also being like, I'm so gonna eat you up. <laughs> I'm just here waiting. Um, but and then Joe does his big thing, which he does every time he has his drugs and uh eye drops <laughs> uh ritual, which is it's showtime, folks. Little jazz hands. <laughs> and Bob Fosse was really doing that girl. <laughs> I mean, I feel it. I, I, I truly understand that one. He had to be like in his 50s. No, how old was he when he made this? When year was he born? He had to be in his 50s when he was doing this. Like 52. Uh, you can't be I fat, mean... playing fast and loose like that when you're in your 50s, bruh. <laughs> That's when it starts winding down. I mean, think about like all those years of performing. Yeah. Like dance is not easy. Dance is not easy on anybody's body i feel like you can tell that when you watch this movie just because of the athleticism um because you get to like the next scene which is the big um on broadway montage i love this scene so much (laughs) it's so good um it's like a large cattle call for like the show that he's putting on the nyla um I forget how many people they said were actually on stage. It was like maybe it was in the hundreds, like maybe 500. It was a lot of people. That might be to me. I might be over exaggerating, but it was a lot of people. The number sounded really crazy. <laughs> and they, the editor talked about like having to edit all that footage and like how he really wanted it look, to look like Roy uh, was like doing his job. Like he wanted to show, he almost wanted to be like kind of documentary style to like show that this man is really capable at doing his job and all the things he has to do and like looking at people. And um, there's so many good shots. There's like a shot of everybody like of their feet when they're like sliding their feet up. And it's just so good. <laughs> and I love the very seventies outfits. I, I we were love getting dance to wear so much. We were like I we were getting to dance wear. We were getting into jazzercise a little bit. We were about to, cause there was some leotards like, Hardcore. Everybody had one, men and women. And those big old giant socks that go up all the way to your <laughs> mid thigh. <laughs> oh, I love leg warmers. Yeah, it was a lot. Uh, very tight outfits too, showing everything. Mm. Brittany's so into this. 
<laughs> I, I love dance. I did dance for 15 years. Okay. Like jazz and tap. And then I had to quit the cheer. So oh. like, it's, it's fun. Like, the I love it. Yeah, it's nice to see everybody. Like, it's very athletic. It's very like, you could tell he really loved his job just by how he shows the dancers um because I feel like if he was like a fucking terrible person and a terrible choreographer he would like you know not put so much emphasis on on the process of whittling down everybody and having to tell people like you're not gonna make it today and and all that and you know the girls flirting <laughs> of course the girls are flirting with him in line somebody was like he was like you were in the whiz and she was like I just had to say something <laughs> <laughs> but I love working with you. <laughs> I would love to work with you. And somebody else says about some show and she's like, I was in that show. And he's like, who directed that show? He's like, you did. <laughs> he's like, did I do a good job? <laughs> he so, was fantastic. <laughs> he's like, that's how you get a job. <laughs> and so he, um, there's also one guy who was like, like not doing a good job at all. I don't know who that kid, kid was. <laughs> I don't think I ever noticed him before. But he was looking like everybody's on this foot and you on this foot <laughs> over here. And I felt so bad for him. Um, he was not ready for any of that. But it was very nice how they kind of showed the dancers and they showed the producers in the in the um, I don't know, in the seats, kind of watching everything and being like, I hope you don't pick that one. <laughs> That was being so rude. One girl like, said, yeah. if you give me the job, I'll change my name. Oh, man. Girl. Hell. <laughs> but I love this scene so much. And it's, I don't even think they were dancing to this song. Um, they were dancing to some other song. But it seemed very much like, I don't know. It just seemed like a nice like inside look at how Broadway musicals are done. And like how you, how you figure out how to get everybody on stage because you have to do and there's a lot of people like I wouldn't even know what to look at at first <laughs> I wouldn't know what to look first yeah so love the opening scene I think it's very it's a classic um also he starts looking at one girl <laughs> named Victoria, Victoria Porter girl and like oh. is this your home number and she's like yeah yeah, it is actually. <laughs> I was and, like, no, no. And, and then no. some of the girls who got cut were like, you know, I I wouldn't fuck him and he wouldn't pick me. And some girl was like, I did fuck him and he never picks me either. <laughs> so you could just see his, rep like, no. his reputation in the dance world, which I was like, damn, you gotta be real good to do all that because like it's such a small world. <laughs> it's not like you can go to some other part of the country to be a great dancer. Like you pretty much have to go to New York. Even now, I think. Yeah. Much required. So <laughs> I was like, well, I guess you don't give a damn. It's fine. <laughs> um, so while he's doing this, he's talking to Angelique. She's getting into his, his tea. Because uh, I think she asked him if he's heavy into speed. And does he sleep with a great many women? He's like, yes, yes. And He's like, is this a turnoff for you? And she's like, it's just the opposite. <laughs> and I was like, you had to get that soul snatched. <laughs> mm. She was so into it. She was like, hell yeah. That clock is mm -hmm. ticking. 
I love these scenes. It's like set in like an old fashioned, like, I don't know, like a. It looked like a theater. Like a theater, but it was kind of like one of them places where like you could drink too, like where you could like sit at little tables and watch the show. I don't know what you would call those. I'm not really. It's like a nightclub, but it's like an old, old fashioned nightclub um, where you'd have like vaudeville or something no i don't think like i don't think he's Um, that old (laughs) (laughs) he was a rum runner oh (laughs) can you imagine can you imagine um but yeah he's basically talking to angelique he's like i'm the worst (laughs) i'm a cheater um I think at the show, doesn't he like he's supposed to take Michelle somewhere because because um, it's Michelle, his daughter and his ex-wife, Audrey Paris, who is based on Gwen Verdon. And he's supposed to take Michelle somewhere. And he's like, oh, can't got to go work somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle's like, I just wanted to hang out or whatever. She looks so sad, like. Like, oh, <laughs> he's like, uh, 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 he's like, well, you know, babe, I'll see you next time. I love you so much. You my baby girl. I love you. Bye. Gotta and I the think road. what he did is just uh, invite Victoria over for yeah, he private lessons. Is that what it said? <laughs> it wasn't it? private lessons. It was just like, hey, come hang out with me and talk. For a little bit. Was he trying to make her feel like she's going to be the star of the show? Because the star of the show yeah. is always going to be Miss Audrey. <laughs> it's like, you're not the star. She, I felt like she should have known. Like I, but I feel like when you're in that situation, you're like, oh, shit. If I sleep with this guy, I could be like majorly famous or something. Or he'll put me in his show or whatever. Because... Maybe she knew. When she knew in town? She knew, but she remember. also, when she was over there, she asked a question. I was like, no, why did you ask that? <laughs> she was like, do you think I could be a star? And he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's very Chicago vibes. <laughs> do you like, think I could be a star? He said, no, but I could make you a better dancer. And I was like, I mean, at least he was honest. Like, you're not going to be a star girl. What kind of shit is that? <laughs> you're not going to be a star girl, but you might be able to do a little boom cat. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's when you leave. And, and that's when you just leave. And then you just tell everybody. That's when you leave. That's when you stab them and you leave. Oh, my God. She needs the money. <laughs> she can't and, stab And this, this is so fucked up because her career just hangs in this this moment yeah. this man said you can't be a star just uh, this but, i mean yeah moment. if he's gonna tell you you can't be a star then you should have been like well i don't need to be here no more <laughs> <laughs> you just told me what my career was moving forward let I'm me out. put my panties back on <laughs> it, this is the road so he's disgusting he's a mess he's a mess um he also uh forgets that he told Anne to come over so she catches them in like they're not in bed together, but like they're in bed together, but they're asleep. And she's like, "Well, I should have called." And I was like, "Girl, you shouldn't have that. You should. Y'all you should together. also stab him too while he was sleeping." I feel like they lived together, right? Or she was over all the time. I guess so. Yeah. 
girl. She's like, <laughs> like why? Why did both of these women think that what he did was okay? They I don't just think like, they oh. think he's okay, but they still want to be like, here. Oh, this is just what he. This is just what he do. <laughs> he wanted to still. I mean, she still wanted to be with him, and still wanted to. She was like, she was kind of younger than him too. Yeah. And like, really? I just love you, Joe. This yeah. just what you do. I called her like, Anne. I meant uh, Kate. My bad. We should be calling the by the world. <laughs> They're carrying yeah. Kate, Kate was like, shit. <laughs> I love you. Just stop being so generous with your cock, which is such a word. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's like, I love you. Stop slinging that dick, please, sir. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, she didn't even like fight him or anything. I think she like flirted with somebody and she uh like she calls somebody on the phone and says something about like, oh, you still want to take me out? And then <laughs> Joe is like, how dare you call somebody on my phone who's not gay? <laughs> and I was like, oh, why are y'all playing this game? Just literally smother this man while he sleeps. <laughs> because he's probably her, or she's probably his muse or something. Yeah, theory. like smother him, take a few things and be out. Like, that's all you got to do. Let me tell you, uh, so she let me see hold on I'm trying to see like when they met because I think it was in Pippin actually she made her Broadway debut in the musical for Cabaret and she was in Pippin and that's where she came to the attention of the show's director and choreographer and so she became Fosse's protege and romantic partner even though this is after he was separated from Mm. Gwen in real life but they were still legally married but they never they got divorced <laughs> I don't think mm. they I don't know if they had ever thought that they needed to I don't think they really care I don't know I don't know what it was but uh she also um replaced Verdon in a starring role of Roxy Hart in Chicago directed uh, uh, and choreographed by Fosse no no <laughs> you can't that's a no illegal <laughs> Especially since there's parts in this movie where like Audrey's like, oh, you you think I'm old. Do you think I'm too old to do this? So that must have been a that must have been another fatal blow. (laughs) I mean, they were already separated, but no, you can't illegal. Boom boom. You cannot replace me with your younger girlfriend. I feel like they and they were together for a really long time. They were together for like six years. No, don't do that. Yeah. And that's that's her job. That's at work. Fuck. That's work. That's at work. You at work. I know. That's your job. I know. It's just a hot ass mess, girl. (laughs) Yeah. Real terrible. Um, so uh At the same time, while the show is happening, so we got NYLA. We also have this other thing, which is the movie that he's editing. I think he, I feel like he directed it. Um, yeah, directed it, and he's also sitting in on the editing process. And he's being such a perfectionist, and to the point where I'm just like, just turn in the damn movie, <laughs> turn the movie in. They're begging him to turn the movie in because they're like two million dollars over budget. They've been editing this i think he said th- so they've been working on this project for seven months i think and they said they were 2.2 million dollars over over budget um but he won't stop like 
editing this like one monologue where they talk about the uh, five stages of death, which is anger, denial, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Um, and so that comes back later uh, a lot, actually. Um, he's also very flirty with Stacy, the productionist. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. This is, see? Girl, this is like in the era where you could like put your hands on somebody and be like, oh, I'm sorry, sweetheart. <laughs> and just like, maybe it's a good thing that we're not <laughs> back then. It's a very good thing that we're not back then, but shit. <laughs> like, Ball with it. Slap them in the face. They all seem to like it, apparently. And they were like, oh, Jay, you're so funny. I almost <laughs> did my British voice. Hey, Jay, you're so funny. I'm about to say, Stacey was squarely American. I don't know where that came from, but so right. Why not, bro? <laughs> she was. She was probably like from like Idaho Arkansas or something. Yeah, somewhere in the Midwest. Not Idaho. Idaho is not in the Midwest. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Iowa. Why not? I or something, you know, she came to New York to be somebody. Like most people come to New York to be somebody. So um, so what else? Um it goes back and forth between fantasy land and reality. Um, so I guess they talk about like him and Angelique talk about his mother and his father. His mother, he describes as chubby, jolly, and sexy, which I was like, I'm a little worried about that. Don't, uh, about last that one, don't be putting that boom, boom, that last one on there for your that's mama. Bit, yes. Uh, mm, I don't know about that for you, sir. That's not really appropriate. His father was a liar, a cheat, and a womanizer. Um, and then Joe's mother tells Angelique that Joe had a, has had a crush on her since forever. Um, See, you, you're you literally writing this. This is your business. You wrote this. This is your business. Joe, not somebody else. Joe, you, nigga. I think, <laughs> I, I think his editor, I keep mentioning his editor. I wish I could find his name. I'm going to look for it. Because um, I watched the I watched the thing. I watched the interview. Um, it was really insightful. But um, You did some Freudian shit in this bitch. That's you. He said that Bob Fosse had like an obsession <laughs> with death. Like he was obsessed with death. Which a lot of people are, but I mean, I get it, but like it's intense. That's you, nigga. That's you. He put it all out there. Yeah, said, you show everybody your business. Cut himself open and say, Here you go. <laughs> this is all my <laughs> tea. Here you go. Um so <laughs> it's very intense. <laughs> But he also talks about him working in nightclubs as a young kid, which is implied that he's very underage. I love how the dancers in this scene have like body, like belly and stuff. (laughs) And she's sitting on her chair and she's got rolls and like, but she's supposed to be like sexy. She's like a, like a cabaret dancer, I guess, like. You know, I don't know if you're ever gonna she bring that back. Person. You imagine like that a, now? No, not on film. No, like, I mean not on American film, on European film, yeah. <laughs> I can never see like imagine somebody who's like sitting down and has like stomach rolls when they sit down being like shown mm-hmm. on film and not being like normal. Yeah, I you wouldn't see it like that. Like you wouldn't see a body, Adi, Adi. No. Like you wouldn't see a body like that. No, she'd have a flat stomach and like mm-hmm. a huge ass. <laughs> or something. It's like, that's not always what happens, baby pop. 
don't know what to she's tell you. She's just like a person, like a, yeah. a dancer, like a burlesque dancer. Yeah, she's burlesque dancer. That's the word, not a cabaret dancer, burlesque dancer. Thank you. Um, And they're asking him about him doing his Latin homework. So I'm like, how old are you supposed to be? And he, she asked him what he was, like what his birthday was and he couldn't think of anything. So she was just like, I advise you to say like 1934 or something like that. <laughs> like, please get it right because you don't seem to have your, your shit together. Um, and then I was just like, um, y'all being very sexual with this child. <laughs> this, this is a teenager. Like, you knew he couldn't give you, like, he was born in 1980. So he ain't giving you the right year. Leave him alone. Imagine saying you were born in the future. <laughs> and like, kid, what's wrong with you? Yeah, they're like, <laughs> made him like motorboat them and stuff. And I was like, all right, that's not, that's not good. It was reminding me of, uh, some like storylines in Mad Men because I just finished rewatching the whole series and like Don I said they was doing a Don Draper. Don lived in a brothel. Oh, his mother okay. was a sex worker. She died having him, and then he was raised hmm. by his like stepmother and his father, who's his father died because he got kicked by a horse. It was very he was they're all bad people. His mother, his stepmother beat him um, because he was basically like i don't know statutory rape or whatever like a sex worker had sex with him when he was like 16 17 or something i was like that child is a child <laughs> and then she then the mother found out and she beat him <laughs> like it was like he like he was up to no good so i was like this poor child but that's what it was kind of giving me and i was like if you don't leave this baby alone <laughs> leave mm. this child alone i don't know how true to life this is i hope it isn't um but it sounds like it could be considering Don Draper and Bob Fosse would have been about the same age, actually. Now I'm thinking about it. So I'm like, shit. <laughs> very, very worrisome. Um, but he tap dances on the stage and people laugh at him and he pees his pants. Oh. And also oh. his mother's like, Joey's never did anything to disappoint me. But I was like, this man got some trauma. Yeah. He, he going through it. He mm -hmm. is going through it. Uh, I don't know if this ever happened to him. I hope it didn't. <laughs> It doesn't seem like it did, but he could have, you know, given he wrote given, it down, given all the substance. That we <laughs> oh, okay, the editing was Alan Heim. Um, I think he's still alive, so he edited um, all that jazz network in American History X. That's what he says he's known for. Mm. I've never seen. Uh, also, Lenny. He edited Lenny. So. Oh, he has a lot of films that i've seen apparently um i have i mean he's still last the last movie he edited was four years ago um i mean i've heard of some of these <laughs> the adventures of pluto nash lord help oh, me he, wow. he edited introducing dorothy dandridge okay i see you that's crazy you see how the the quality started to go <laughs> He, Dennis the Menace, yep. He, Liza with he, a Z. That's the thing that Bob Fosse and and Eli, uh, Liza Minnelli, I think, worked on together, right? Is that is that Fosse? Yeah, it was. He directed it, so he would take people with him. Like he said, "You good with me? I'm gonna take you with me." So I love that. Some people get like really upset about that, but like it's some sort of like you shouldn't work with your friends. But I'm like, if you know they do hot shit i don't know what you want me to do <laughs> yeah that's exactly what i do i don't that's know do. yeah but um so in the real world kate has been invited this is what girl 
this is with the phone call with the guy. He said, don't be on my phone with people who are not gay. But then he said, like, he tells Angelique that he would tell people that he loved them. This, oh, it made me so mad. He, <laughs> but he would say it to be manipulative. He would only say it when it was like, I need you to do something or I need you to stay or I need you to, you know, I don't want you to do whatever you're about to do. So she, Kate has been invited to go on a tour with some show for six months because she's not in NYLA. So she has something else going on and we occasionally see her at work, but I don't know if they ever specify. Um, he comes out the bathroom and says, I love you. <laughs> prior to her calling the man like hey I want to go on this date he was mm-hmm. like you know what going you know I Fuck feel you, like bitch. you should just go on that little trip yeah go he didn't take say- that tour yeah it's whatever it, you could go bye and then she makes that phone call it's like hey boo what's up and then he leaves and comes back and it's like you know what I actually love you I love you so much you. you should do whatever makes you happy yeah and then she's like oh oh joe i'll stay with you (laughs) and then i think angelique asked like do you actually love her he's like i don't know (laughs) (laughs) and he basically was like sometimes i just be saying shit (laughs) what is the thing i just saw on tumblr it was like somebody i'd be saying words recreationally (laughs) oh man and i was like you raggedy bitch let me find this because this shit was funny. It was oh, like, man. I, oh, it's some Tumblr user said, and I don't necessarily believe any of this. I'm just saying words recreationally. <laughs> oh, man. That's what Joey doing. Let's be talking. Don't wait. <laughs> you need to be he, embarrassed. Find shame. Find God. He He's just like, I don't know. Sometimes, maybe. Shit, I don't know. I Today, like, yes. Why? Tomorrow, no. I was like, why did you just play with the, you are playing with this girl's emotions and, and fucking too. with her money. That's yeah, money. She could be doing a lot more with herself on a, on a tour. Somebody could see her. She could be in Hollywood, but then she'd leave you and you wouldn't know what to do with yourself. Yeah. I mean, you find somebody else, but you know, you can't, they can't leave you. You gotta leave them. Yeah. You know, yo bastard. <laughs> um because i was i I literally wrote down i was like bitch you're too old to be doing this just uh (laughs) damn it that's that thing about how dare you use my phone to call someone who's not gay was funny i'm sorry (laughs) it's It's terrible (laughs) yeah she's like what how dare you (laughs) but then he he asked he asked angelique why did she put up with him like, why does Kate put up with him? I was like, I don't know. She can't answer that. She just t- there to take you to meet Uncle Charles. So, <laughs> like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, she's he's almost treating her like his therapist a little bit. Like, flirty, mm-hmm. but also his therapist. He'd be terrible mm-hmm. in therapy. You know how people like to be like, men need you to go to therapy? He, I don't know. <laughs> no, you cannot. I feel like you cannot have him as a patient in therapy because I feel like a severe amount of cross-transference would happen. It would be a very and, a Harleen Quinzel in the yes, Joker. Yes, <laughs> you would lose your license. Yeah, fucking around with <laughs> Joe Giddy. <laughs> She's very, oh, this poor child. Um, So they're doing the show, which turns out to be about an airline. I which I did expect. not 
get that at all, bro. I was like, I didn't. Okay, it didn't dawn on me that was in YLA. I had no idea. I think the first time I watched this, I was like, "What is this?" (laughs) Then they started just singing. I was like, "Okay, I don't know." Then it's like, "Do do do." Welcome to the play. Yeah, but that number is fire. Like when they actually, I love that. This one, I'm not. Yeah, I never really rate it like that. I don't even know the words. I don't don't know the words either, but. It's good. Because like Chicago, I can tell you like titles and stuff. <laughs> but this one, I don't, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no, it, it, he does not like this. <laughs> I was like, I like what they're doing on the boop, boop, boop. Welcome to the flight. Pop, pop, pop. We're going on a trip. Do, do, do. Come on, come on. Do, do, do. We crawling backwards. Do, 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 do. <laughs> whatever that number is i was like yeah oh, i love the yes. crawling thing yeah the the choreography yes those lines they i started, feel like the choreography okay. was like leaping past the words and lyrics like yes. it was starting to become like what are you doing versus what are we doing <laughs> I was like, okay. he doesn't like it he doesn't like it he doesn't joe doesn't like it at all <laughs> he's looking I mean, he's like i'll see what i can do with it <laughs> which doesn't sound like enthusiasm he seems a little bit like, all right, is this what it's coming to? <laughs> He's trying everything to put this number together. With the choreography, yes. But when they're in the room, when they're all just singing and he, they're pre- like previewing the music and stuff, dude's on the piano and other dudes getting it and whatever and singing the song. He's just kind of like, all right. <laughs> He and that man much. is trying to like, he's like, doom, he is doom, singing doom, his doom, heart doom, out, bro. He's doom, singing doom. for the rafters. And Joe is just like, girl, I guess. And then Audrey's kind of looking at him like, y'all right over there. And he's like, all right, I'll see what I can do with it. <laughs> I wanted to know what show this is supposed to, because if this, if this is based on real life, like Chicago wouldn't have that. Like Chicago's good. So I was like, damn, like, <laughs> took some liberties <laughs> maybe it wasn't shaping up to be good i don't know i need to look at the history of the broadway version of chicago because i actually don't know that which we can go into that like next time but um yeah he did not seem pleased by this at all um and you could tell like later because he when they're doing the the choreography he's like he's like this shit is kind of <laughs> he's like we might need to cut this entirely because i'm not i don't know about this one bruh i'm not not feeling it um uh, so he goes back to uh, Angelique and he talks about when he tried to live with two girls at once. <laughs> <laughs> this is so ghetto. <laughs> he was trying to have a polycule. Is that what we're calling them now? It wasn't a polycule. It was just like him and two thruple? women. That's not a thruple. Is it a thruple? It is a thruple, but it's, okay. it didn't seem even. Because- no, um, because there is like... You know, I love how they like do this thing. When you watch Chicago, it's kind of, it might remind you because it reminds me of Chicago um, when they, uh, there's a scene uh, described by Velma, her husband and her sister, where he, she caught her husband and her sister together um, because they used to travel together as like a vaudeville act or whatever. But the way they were posing and stuff was kind of cool. Also, it kind of reminded me of My Private Idaho. Now I'm thinking about it, where they had those like sustained poses. But they had like mm-hmm. sexies, but they weren't like, really sexies. You just see like poses and stuff. <laughs> um, but it's very cool, like how they kind of balance and stuff. I'm like, damn, I wish I was a dancer. I could not get my leg that high. 
and then they just like drape across each other yeah drape and then they drape and then they like he just says like yeah i live with two women it was going good then somebody just bounced yeah one of them left left the girl gets yanked off the stage like fucking Like she said, Showtime at Apollo. <laughs> Sam came okay, and got her. Yeah. He took right, grabbed that leg and slid her off the stage. And um, he says that one of them left with a note or left a note that said, like, I don't want to do this anymore. I can't share you. And he thinks it's about him. And Angelique was like, how you know it's about you? Mm, good point. Hitting you with some, some thoughts. Mm-hmm. Time for introspection mm-hmm. <laughs> at the, I don't know, at the crossroads. <laughs> I was going to mm-hmm. say at the pearly gates, but I don't know about that one. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. a little shaky out there. Um, nah. Yeah. So this whole time that he's running back and forth, because I feel like wherever he's editing this movie at is like re- like across the street or so, maybe like a couple blocks away from um, wherever they're doing rehearsals and things like that. And this man is having all the signs. <laughs> it's very, very stressed out for him because uh, he's massaging his wrists. Uh, he's rubbing his chest, I think. He's also coughing. He winded. He, <gasps> yeah, he's all leaning against the side of a building, just been like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. And I'm like, I do. <laughs> I do. Um, and this is also when they're like, bro, we're over budget. Help us. Like, please stop. And then they see the edits and they're like, this is great. Holy shit. But that means they'll be editing for a longer time because he did something amazing. So now they're just going to let him keep going. So it just seems mm-hmm. to be not sustainable to be so intensely workaholic and also a perfectionist. But then it, it rewards him in good ways. But then I was like, at the expense of your health. Hmm. I don't know about that one. Hmm. Um, the next scene is with Michelle, where they dance together. Yeah, I really like that scene because yeah. it made me sad. Mm-hmm. Because well, it didn't make me sad. She was basically like, "Hey, when are you going to get your shit together? I'm ten, and I can see that you're raggedy." Um, yeah. So I feel like you should probably <laughs> get it together. Maybe mm-hmm. meet a nice lady. You know, it's her name. Uh, what's her name? What's her name? Who? The girl Kate. Oh, Kate, the, Kate? his girl, his current girlfriend. Yeah. Uh-huh. Kate, Kate is nice. Yeah. And why don't you get married again? He's like, I don't want. This was fucked up. He said, I don't want to treat anyone badly anymore. So this is why I don't want to get married. Yeah. To me, that's not something you say to your daughter who you were married to her mom. <laughs> I don't know like, if she made that connection, but whew. don't say that to your child. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to. He's like, I don't hate anybody enough to inflict torture on them, basically. And I was like, God damn. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't say that to your child first. Don't say that to the child who is a product of a marriage. Like, and you still see her mom every day because y'all business partners. Like, don't mm-hmm. do that. It's not good. It's not good because she's still she's still taking it all in she know what's up like yeah she's not don't dumb. do that she's very um 
I don't know, precocious. Is that the word? Like, mm-hmm. she's, she's, she's smart. Hit. She got it. She's, she's like, well, if you don't hate, she literally says, well, if you don't hate Kate, why? What about that blonde lady? You know, <laughs> that blonde comes back too because they both him and his mama or no, uh, Audrey must be like in the house bitching about the blonde because <laughs> mm-hmm. they mentioned the blonde later, and I was like, damn, is she that famous? Who is this blonde lady? I wonder if the uh, the editor in the editing mm-hmm. bay is it that blonde or is it like another blonde? Because I think oh, that lady was blonde too. No, it seemed like this is a longer time ago. Like this must have been the person who broke them up. Um, well, she was listening to a whole bunch of fucking people. And her little dance, like, mm, I'm stretchy. I'm getting ready for this number. You remember Deborah? They don't you have a name for her, but that, that girl is, her name is Stacy. So if she has a name. So I feel like this person, she didn't have a name. She would be like, you over there, mm-hmm. <laughs> blonde over there. But she had a name. So I was like, maybe this is the person who broke them up. Because this seems like mm-hmm. the person you would hear about, like in the house where your mom's like, fuck him and that blonde. <laughs> That blind bitch. I'm just trying to do my homework. <laughs> I'm just in my room trying to do my homework and you go hollering. Um, he's oh, she also wants a sibling, which I think is so cute. Oh, yeah. She was like, Yeah, if you get married, then I can I have, have a, a brother. Yep, specifically a brother. Um, but he has to put her in the car because he's kept her too late. Um, and then girl, this coughing fit. Oh, yeah. I was like, that's I was like, uh-uh. you gotta sit down somewhere. <laughs> This is coffee fits you're like I could feel my lung <laughs> coming up my esophagus. It's not good. It's not good. And I'm like you, you're not taking anything. You're not taking any of these clues. Like they're trying to, they're trying to tell you something. Um. So the next scene is the one of the rehearsals and like with the dancers and he is over criticizing Victoria in front of everybody, which of course she's just like. I mean, I've seen your dick. So like, now why are you being so mean to me? <laughs> It's one of those situations like how dare you be mean to me after I have been in your bed yeah why are you embarrassing me in front of everybody at work why are you being weird to me that one yeah is <laughs> that he being really weird to her yeah at work. in front of everybody and she wants to quit and I forget what he tells her but they go through the number again and it's like better that's what he tells her he kisses her on the head and says better <laughs> and everybody applauds because he was wrong I, to shut uh, her. also don't embarrass me and then don't kiss me at work <laughs> child they all know about him she oh maybe she told people i don't know mm. she seemed like the type that she might the, tell people. like don't do that that's not Somebody, smart. They should have just, yeah, her and uh, Katie should just smothered that man. <laughs> they love him too much. Um, so this is when they have the physical with the doctor with that <laughs> terrible cough. It's like, because they don't want to lose the finances of the production, don't want to lose that investment if something were to happen to him. Yeah, he's insured for a million dollars if he dies before February 1st. Yeah, so they keep checking on him. <laughs> they don't like to spend money either i was like why are you putting this production on if you i mean i understand budgets but jesus it seemed like you just don't want to spend any type of change like 
Yeah. Isn't isn't movie business about glamour? <laughs> Why are you being so stingy? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and they're back to rehearsals. Uh Joe isn't happy with any routines. Girl, this is when they were crawling on the floor. Oh, okay. This and they were doing I the, love the little crawling on the floor thing. Yeah, I thought it was I mean for an airline it's kind of ridiculous, <laughs> but for a show about an airline, it's kind of silly, but I was like, this is athleticism, bitch, because I don't know how many times I could crawl around on some floor on my hands. And it's not even like they're crawling. It's like they're on their hands, but they're walking back on their toes, like almost in a plank. And I was like, I'm not that in shape to do any of that. I don't think I've ever been that in shape to do any of that. Yeah, you've got to be real strong to do that. Yeah, yeah. I think dancers are kind of not looked at for their strength at all which is kind of fucked up i'm like can i sustain myself on one foot for how many seconds or whatever they have to do and all that and leaning your weight on somebody else <laughs> it's just it seems like a lot every time i was like looking at a dancer in the movie i was like i'm not there <laughs> i don't think i've ever been there physically before um, and then they're all staring at Joe because they're like, they clearly want his approval. But he's like, this shit is not, <laughs> it is just not coming together. Um, and he ends up consulting with Audrey, which is like very similar to how he was with Gwen in real life. Uh, Joe consulted Audrey, similar to Bob and Gwen. And um, he's wondering if they should cut the number. And this is when she starts, first of all, he insults her. He's like, because I don't realize that, I don't think they like really made it known i guess that she was basically the star until they did that table read and i was like i guess she is really really important but she's playing a 24 year old <laughs> uh. he's like i think you're he's like he says something about her basically being too old to be playing 24 and she's like so you don't think i should be in the show and so they start going off on each other and she's like you don't you feel guilty because you were never faithful and he's like who cares about being faithful why is everybody so concerned about being faithful all the time <laughs> he's like you thinking too small uh, I was like maybe she would be kind of hurt by you not being faithful um y'all were married um y'all do have a kid you do have a family so I gotta see your ass <laughs> things to consider about faithful fidelity yeah, you know just little things like that I'm sure you wouldn't be happy about when stepping out with somebody Clearly, oh, you would be hot. Like, you don't like so me mad. talking. Of, you don't like people talking on your phone <laughs> to people who are not gay. <laughs> that's, that's a ridiculous requirement. Um, and they start talking about the blonde, like, and this is when she names off everybody. Yes, she has. I, you know, she has replayed that list over and over in her head because she was, got them names memorized. It was very. Um, Keisha, Letitia, Lil Mama, and her friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. She had everybody named. Oh gosh, that was embarrassing. And he didn't even know one of them. He was like, "Who? Who the fuck is that?" He was like, yeah. "Oh, you don't remember Dapra?" No, it was like some pet name too. It was like her name was Sweetheart or something. And I was like, "That's nobody." She was like, "That's not her real name. Her real name wasn't no goddamn Sweetheart. <laughs> nobody names their kids fucking Sweetheart." <laughs> <laughs> what was it like? 
he went through like honey, baby, all this stuff. And I was like, that's nobody's name. I hope nobody can you talk about that's my name. My, my name is Sweetie. <laughs> like, you what? That's all you took from it? And like, he's like, shit, I don't know any of these girls' names. And I was like, it's not you embarrassing. Know, I don't remember none of these girls. Who, who, who? who the fuck is that? <laughs> Very much like a who? Snoop Dogg gif. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is this is all the size that you be, should be thinking about your life in, in greater detail, sir. Um, but he wasn't. Um <laughs> bless him. Um and he doesn't cut the number, but he wants to. Um, and this is when we get to erotica. Yay! Can we just say, can I say, I had I don't think I internalized this scene at all. Maybe the first two times I've watched this. I think I've seen this movie maybe four or five times by now. I have, I don't know what happened when the first time I watched this, but I don't think I realized anything that was going on or I just forgot. And it was like, oh yeah, shit. <laughs> this is really tense dance sequence that he makes up. It's um great. <laughs> It, I wasn't like I didn't know what I was watching. I was just watching. It was just like, hey, welcome to the play. I think this is when I realized, maybe like my second or third watch, where I was just like, is this shit about an airline? <laughs> I was like, okay. Okay. Like, Everybody's like, yeah, we got our white hats on and shit. I was like, okay. Yeah. They're like, here I It didn't dawn on me that it was a half flight. I had no shit. freaking I idea. I was just like, what's going on? What is, is this show about? But then he said, no, like one of them, I think like the words get changed, like here on erotica will get you to where you want to go or something like that. It was very intense. <laughs> I was like, is y'all fucking in this plane? Um, <laughs> this is the mile the high club. Change? This is the mile high club <laughs> on this six hour flight it was cross country flight <laughs> so what is this play about like y'all gotta tell me because so they just changed they changed i was like yeah okay, it's upbeat do do pop 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 yeah well ooh, yeah ooh, they ooh, do ooh, like ooh, so i guess they wanted a preview like the producers want a preview and joe's kind of like um so gotta warn you it's a little different than what we talked about like i think he says that specifically to the guy who does like the the music and lyrics or whatever maybe just the lyrics i can't remember um and so they do this thing and it's all very nice and bouncy or whatever and then they're like okay great we love it and then (laughs) joe is like hold on (laughs) we're not done and they turn down the lights and some dude because out of the smoke thing come out smoke like, smoke smoke mm. yeah and then joe has these flashlights and he's doing the <laughs> spotlights with them <laughs> and so they start playing this song and it just turns into fucking madonna's erotica <laughs> like yeah, they get real freaky they just start taking off their clothes and they're in their underwear and there's like like same-sex couples and there's like uh like hetero couples and they're doing all this dancing and it's just like <laughs> so fucking sexual like it's girl and then the, they the like the producer is like we can't fucking use this shit <laughs> god damn it this Basically, isn't family friendly we can't use girl. this we're gonna lose so much money what was he think god damn it yeah and then like at the end it's like some girl with like her fake boobs just like having a tonic attain moment 
on that little riser thing. And I was mm-hmm. like, <laughs> she's the only one who's like topless, but I was like, not these titties just fleeing around. <laughs> yeah, her titties was out. I was like, okay. Like, All right. I was, I was like, like, you can have titties out on you can have titties out on Broadway. I actually have no idea if you could be nude on Broadway, to be honest. Maybe off, off Broadway. You should have <laughs> nudity. Oh, well, you know what? What's that play that what's his face? It's like the the Equus or something. It's like the oh, guy yeah, you, the can have, you can be nude on Broadway. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm about to Google it because I'm just Because like, a lot of people be had like who But John I'm trying to figure out like why well spring awakening is nude on Broadway. Is he really? He's in this movie. Which I forgot. Yeah. Did not yeah. realize. Another it made look. me think of blowout. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, another <laughs> young John John Lithgow. Hey. <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while. Third Rock from the Sun. I love the erotica scene that I actually have watched it a couple of times because it's so ridiculous, but also like it's very athletic. Like mm, them dancing black. Mm. Yeah. It's very uh I don't know. You can like see their bodies more than just with like the leggings and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, you are. This is very intense. Like the training and all that. Like this is a lot. But also, I feel like it's very Bob Fosse because we didn't even talk about like some of his. I don't know if they would be his contemporaries. I guess he would be like the next generation after some famous choreographers. Um, I just think he has like like a specific style that just feels more sexy than say like a Fred Astaire (laughs) or something like that like it's not very I don't know like he does like tap and stuff like that but it's just like a an aura you know I keep going like this I see you doing that but like there's like an aura of something pretty so intense it has a how do you how do you feel it it has a pizzazz yeah a shimmy a shake now that you've revealed yourself as a secret musical <laughs> lover, how do you feel? It's like it has a flow of movement. Mm. Yeah. Like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's just more like overall like cool. Like I cannot I could not imagine like a Gene Kelly doing this. <laughs> I think you'd be horrified, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he would really like it. And I'm not really the best with like choreographers. I know there's way more people than than like those three, but um yeah. it doesn't seem like he would enjoy some shit like he'd be appalled, I feel like. But uh I mean, you know, he had his like own version of sexiness. I'm like, this is like overtly like Brittany is so she's doing a lot over there. You're feeling the erotica? Yeah. Would you travel on the air erotica? No, I wouldn't travel on air erotica because I'm like, where the fuck y'all closing? <laughs> like, I ordered the drill two minutes ago. <laughs> and that was this shit. <laughs> right about my ginger ale. <laughs> it was like, okay, I get this, but like, can somebody give me some peanuts? Oh, wait. <laughs> Not those, <laughs> not those kind of nuts. We just wanted some regular nut peanuts in a package. Nice little, Thank you. Thank you. Some, some Chex Mix, some biscottis, or whatever. Yeah. Not biscottis. Yeah. What are those called? Uh, y'all know them cookies. That's yeah. delicious. That only you could get on flights. Yeah. Maybe they'll knock off. No, you can sell clothes. them. No, you can you can get them at the store. Yeah, they sell them at World Market. Biscottis, Walgreens. Yeah. Yeah, you can get them at the store. We have plenty in my house, <laughs> unfortunately. Um. So, 
I forgot this re- reaction from one of the producers. Now Sinatra will never record it. <laughs> I mean, why, why did he want him singing it? I guess it was jazzy. Sing like the word. Welcome to the butt playing, y'all. Yeah. Why did this remind me of freaking Paul, uh, <laughs> Paul and Joanne <laughs> with, with the fuck hut? Oh, please watch the last movie stars mm-hmm. because that was mm-hmm. that was a, a, a journey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward, everybody, fifty years of the fuck hut. <laughs> Ethan, you are wild for telling us that. <laughs> Good for them. Good for them. Good for them. You could have the. You could go from the fuck hut to the fuck plane. <laughs> I have a private plane situation. It's so chaotic. I don't know why the end of this piece turned into a horror movie. Mm. Like with the little flat with the lights underneath the faces, it seemed very scary. I don't hey. know why. Ha! Yeah. Welcome. We will we'll help you land. <laughs> like that's actually very intense. <laughs> and then, like the producers are horrified, but Audrey starts crying, and she's like, "This is your best work." She's like, "This is so beautiful." You know, <laughs> the fuck played. Oh my god, <laughs> I love it so much. Listen, she never bullshitted him, so. I guess she was right. I don't know. <laughs> it's so crazy it's though. The, the next scene is like him talking to Angelique. He's like, his work isn't perfect. Like he doesn't like any of his work that he does. And I was like, can you imagine? You almost went best picture for Cabaret. You have all mm. of these very famous musicals under your belt, including the work that you've done as an actor and you're just like, yeah, this shit is all right. <laughs> that's very, uh, is, I don't know if it's brave to put onto film, but it just seems very like, like I'm getting the inside look into your brain. And I'm just like, how? <laughs> I, sometimes it's just like that. He just says, Joe says that his work isn't perfect like a rose is perfect. Like, where he's just like, holy shit, how did God do that? And he just doesn't, he, he, does, he doesn't seem to like the things that he does, which is probably what leads to his perfectionism. Um, but I'm just like, how the hell? <laughs> I really want to find like an interview and see if anybody like asked him about that because it seems very like, like Bob Fosse, because it seems very, I don't know. I feel like a lot of creators probably feel like that, like very famous people. Mm-hmm. But whew, I can't imagine. Um, so they have the screening for the movie. Joe's like, fuck that. I will not be there. <laughs> um, he's like, make some excuse, but we're going to recut this movie on Monday. His crew is like, God damn, sir. Like, we come on, bro. <laughs> um, and then they have this very cute scene with Kate and Michelle. They're making him dinner. Um, the whole thing I, they're talking about I guess the movie I guess they let Michelle go to the screening or something I can't remember I don't I don't know but 
she's talking about lesbian scenes <laughs> and they're trying to explain she's like he's trying to explain what lesbians are and she's basically like i know what they are i think they're a, a turn off like the scenes are a turn off or something and i'm like damn this child been here before <laughs> i was like oh, okay yeah this this baby been through a lot like she's seen this baby's like, like what are you what are you seeing little child what are you seeing michelle <laughs> Um, and then they do like a little number for him. It seems very cabaret-esque. Um, I think it's basically like to cheer him up and it's so cute. It is so cute. His their little hats and stuff. Yeah. It's very, and you very see sweet. They, they get along really well and it goes back to her saying how Come much on. she likes Michelle. Put a ring on it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Let's lock that down. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Um. So the next scene is the table read, and they're all reading. Starts with Audrey, um, and then like the sound kind of fades out, and he's just like listening to them, like like it's all like muted, um, except for like stuff that he's doing, I guess. And he just looks more and more stressed, and at the end of it, he like snaps a pencil in half. <laughs> <laughs> and the yeah. only one who seems to notice is Audrey. Yeah. And you could kind of tell that he probably doesn't like whatever. He doesn't like the script so far, and he probably wants to improve it, make it better. It's the script, the songs, like. <laughs> he hates it. Like, he hates whatever this project is uh -huh. at the moment, and he's ready to just burn it down and start all over <laughs> from scratch, and he can't do that because of money. Yeah, he's not, you know, he can't do that like in the editing room. He has to do it as it goes along. He's just like, uh. <laughs> and there's a scene, or I guess it cuts to the shot of like Angelique, and she's getting so ant. <laughs> she pulls off that hat and she's like, all right, it's yeah, my she, time to shine. <laughs> she just like looks at him so lovingly from time to time, like, hey, babe. I took it as like, oh shit, I know it's about to go down. Let me step in. She's just like, hey. She looks beautiful. She took her mm -hmm. hair down and stuff. I was like, oh my goodness. But um, suddenly everybody's running around stressed. <laughs> Very stressed. Um, and we find out that Joe is in the hospital um, because he's complaining of chest pains and numbness. And he's like, I don't even want to be here. I don't need to be here. I wasn't sick until I got here. The doctors don't know shit. Um, and he tries to leave, but the doctor's like, if you leave, you'll die. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they tell him that he's staying in the hospital for two to three weeks. And he's just like, no, I'm not doing that. And that would trigger <laughs> like another episode. Uh, so he has to stay in the hospital because I forget what it is. It's like, it's not a full on heart attack, I think, but it's like some symptoms of it. Basically, it's not looking good for him. No. Um, the only thing that really convinces him to stay is that they talked to one of the producers and basically was like, yeah, he's he gonna die if he don't stay. But they do that outside of, like, you can't hear him, hear the doctor talk to them. But when the producer comes back in the room, he's like, hey, bruh, you, you better stay for yeah. your health. Which means you better get your ass back in that bed. <laughs> We got a lot of money riding on this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not looking good um, because 
first of all, everybody's trying to cover for him and just say that it's exhaustion. They tell Michelle it's exhaustion. She's like, don't lie to me. I know what the hell is happening. Um, they also have to postpone the show for four months. So that leaves everybody to be in lurch financially. Somebody's like, like I gave up a television series for this. <laughs> so people are pissed. Of course, they do the whole thing like we're family. So we want to take care of you guys. And everybody's like looking very doubtful. Like, I don't know about that one, bro. Audrey tells people that he's doing better already. He's up cracking jokes and stuff. And the man is unconscious <laughs> with, with the face mask on. Like, it's not looking good at all. Um, and this is when they introduce um, a young John Lithgow, <laughs> who I guess is the director, like a, another like director, like stage director. And um, I think they start like asking him because they're just preparing for the worst, which is like either this man dies or this man can't do it. And so we need somebody else to step in so we can continue being on budget is what I got mm-hmm. from it. Um, I don't know if they ever talked about what he ever designed. I was like, I don't know if he got he got the sauce to really be. Hey, uh... He don't. <laughs> he don't because that nurse, that nurse, that um waitress at the restaurant was like, oh my god, it's you. I'm sorry, your last show flopped. It was. I heard. I'm sorry. It was trash. I'm That's sorry. So the critic canned it. I'm sorry. It was just garbage. But can I get your autograph? Thank you. Bye. It was so messy. <laughs> and he was not happy with that shit. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, like somebody asking for your autograph told you your shit was whack and then <laughs> left. Damn, bruh. Flop ass. <laughs> mm. Um, so they finally get him out of whatever, like intensive care unit he's in and they move Joe to a private room where he is supposed to rest um he does not (laughs) at all um so he has guests like way more guests than you would allow like they would allow you to have in a hospital now I think um and they are he's making passes at the nurses when they massage him he's smoking in the bathroom um the doctor in this situation is presented as being like the bad guy, I think, which is kind of like, cause he's so like stern and like very no nonsense. But I was like, bro, this is your heart. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not time for fucking around. Like, I don't know what you want the cardiologist to do. Like to tell you, like, you sure you can go back to drinking and smoking doing st- strenuous exercise with your like <laughs> young companions. Like, what do you want him to tell you? <laughs> yeah. This ain't, and this is not the place to do it. No, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's, it's not, I don't know. It felt, I realized that this, like this watch where it's like, is the guy, like, are they trying to make the cardiologist seem like the bad guy in this situation? Cause he's not really, I don't know. He seems kind of almost resigned a little bit sometimes because the one doctor's like, he doesn't seem like he wants to live at all. Yeah. Man, he's uh, like, well, we got to keep him at it. Like, we got to keep him up in, in, in this yeah. world. You know? I guess like the cardiologist is, but the other doctor's like, uh, it's not looking good. 
my guy. Um, and of course he has Stacy over to do a little exercise because that's what the doctor told him he needed to do. And I was like, exercise does not mean having your hand up some girl's <laughs> shirt <laughs> in your hospital bed. You need to be embarrassed, mm-hmm. find shame. Um, so his movie premieres while he's in the hospital. I guess they were just like, sir, the edits are done. You in the hospital, we're just gonna put this out. Um, so it is a box office success. However, he watch they're watching TV and he sees this woman critic because I think they took all the they only gave him the good uh reviews, like in the stack of newspapers. But um there's a woman on TV and she's reviewing his movie. And she's like, it's not good. <laughs> she gave, uh, she has like a balloon rating. Mm-hmm. And she gives him half a balloon. <laughs> mm. And he was like, you need to call somebody right now. Because <laughs> he's like, I'm having a heart attack. I know I am. <laughs> he sees it says it so calmly. He's like, you need to call somebody. <laughs> it's like shit. And they're all telling him, like, he doesn't know, like, she doesn't know what she's talking about, but he was like, the movie's terrible. Go get a doctor <laughs> for me. Mm. And that time, he just sounds so defeated, like, just, uh, oh, girl. <laughs> um, so I think this is when the hallucinations get real, real, real intense, like. Yeah. When we get into the, the fancy land, for real, for real. I love these scenes mm-hmm. so much. This is my favorite, like, my favorite part of the movie um because he starts hallucinating and it's kind of a couple of different things happening at once so he goes like i believe this is when the producers start talking about like what what will happen to him like yeah this is in one of these scenes. I forget where it comes in, but they basically I think this is while they while he's having the surgery, they intercut it with them kind of doing the numbers with Wallace Shawn is there. <laughs> is that Wallace Shawn? I really want to know because I feel like that yes. was him. Yeah, it was. He doesn't have like a real speaking role, I don't think, but he's like over there doing the numbers. Um, if he does have a speaking role, it's not for like uh, is that the only scene that he's in? Um, it's uh it's very uh to watch them do this is kind of like well shit does he y'all just stripped him of his humanity (laughs) yeah because they're so it's bad (laughs) yeah they're weighing out like the outcomes of what will happen him what would happen to him during the surgery like how much they would make if he would live how much they would make if he um incur disability how much he would make if he they would make or profit if he died so like they're going over all these figures while he's getting heart surgery and also during that he is hallucinating Mm -hmm. productions which these like the first like I watched it twice the first time I was like okay what's going on so like directing the hallucinations also talking to himself in the hospital in bed. the bed yeah. yeah he's like recovering mm-hmm. so he's got the oh. tube in his mouth and all that stuff it's not good <laughs> he can't talk mm-hmm. either no and these scenes are so like 
every number in this part is great. Mm-hmm. It's just hit after hit after hit. <laughs> yeah. There's like, um, I don't know. I feel like there's three or four of them. I, th- I, I was breaking them into like the three women in his life kind of saying mm-hmm. what they needed to say to him. But I feel like there's one where there's like a group of women. It's very Busby Berkeley with like the feathers and stuff and the two-tone lipstick. And I love mm-hmm. that one with the white hearse. <laughs> I think, no, I don't know if the white hearse comes in after, but there's like, basically he breaks it down in like four scenes, I think like four different uh, takes or something. And um, they're like, some of us in front of like actual footage of like Joe under the knife, like getting the heart surgery, um, which apparently the editor said that they wanted them to take out the thing with the, where they push his chest open, basically, like whatever that metal thing is, or they put it in your chest and they wind your chest up. <laughs> crack they, your ribs open. Yeah, they, want, they wanted him to open, they wanted them to take him out or take that out, I guess, like maybe in a screening or something or t- or a test run. Somebody was like, we don't like that. So like a bunch of like older ladies were like, we don't like that. So they wanted, wanted him to take it out and he put it back in. <laughs> He kept it in. He's like, I don't know if they let you. I don't know. He was saying that he didn't know if they let him do that nowadays, but I feel like I've seen way worse. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if that's exactly true. Um, but I feel like in these scenes, like the first one was like Audrey being like, I'm going to fucking miss you, you douche. <laughs> like, how are you going to break my heart like this? Um, and then Kate's was kind of like, you need to change your ways. Like that's what her number mm-hmm. was about. Loved her entire thing. Legs for days. I don't know. Under- I don't, I don't know how tall Anne was in real life, but my goodness, like, I think there's, oh, the, uh, let's say the baby. <laughs> um, oh, so there's one called old friends in between Kate and Michelle's numbers was that's the one with the feathers and stuff. And they're saying, who's sorry now? <laughs> very very intense um yeah and then michelle is like you're gonna miss me and feel lonely if you die yeah. this day. i was like shit that, uh, like basically like you're gonna miss out on watching me grow up yeah and she looks so old too like her makeup and stuff like they made her look like she's like a mini adult <laughs> and i was like yeah. oh this poor baby she's being forced to grow up too quickly i mean she already seemed too much but <laughs> I feel so bad. And they have this beautiful white hearse, which seems weird to say, but I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen a white hearse. I don't don't know about that. But um, so it seems very glam. Like it's just this whole big production. Um, And I feel like this is when he starts, like Joe starts going through the different stages. Oh, yeah. Of death, I guess, because... At one point, I missed the anger part, but at one point, <laughs> first of all, Joe accuses Kate of cheating on him. This is before he went under surgery. And then says, I love you. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> then he says it because he's mad when he does what he tells Angelique I was mad at her. But also just in case, you know. I don't make it out. <laughs> <laughs> just let it hit you with that one, that one line one last time. And did you catch that Angelique tried to kiss him? Yes. I was like, she about to suck your soul out, bruh. <laughs> she out, and he was like, ah. 
Ah, not yet, bitch. Let me get out of surgery first. Let me <laughs> not ready for the kiss of death quite yet. <laughs> um, so I think at this point, like after all oh, those, oh, go ahead. One thing that we didn't mention, like when he was getting rolled into surgery, he was hallucinating Girl. Um, with the nurses and the doctors that was like taking him back. He thought one was um, Audrey. Yeah, one was Audrey and, and one, one was Kate. Kate, and he was like, "I'm, I'm sorry for all the things that I did to you, and I'm sorry for all the things that I'm going to do to you." Which I was like, "What is your fucking problem?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no!" I was she, like, "Don't say cause, that." Because like, she cheated on you once. Yeah. And yes, in like, your time of need. In your time of need, that's kind of dark-sided. <laughs> but, like, I said, all the time you're going to cheat on this girl? You cheat on because her in the hospital bed. Also, like, you don't know it. You don't know if you're making it back out. That's some shit to say to somebody. When you are conscious. <laughs> yeah. When your heart is in good shape. <laughs> Then you can say all the crazy stuff you want, but don't be saying it on your deathbed. But <laughs> I'm thank God she wasn't actually there. Yeah, the nurses, they was just like, all right, bro. Okay. He on that stuff. So we also let him gonna let him slide. But it was a hat. did you understand that? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell them. <laughs> <laughs> like I would not. I am not gonna tell them. Yeah, don't relay that message to nobody. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> like I'd be so upset. <laughs> His Ooh. last words were <laughs> dark sided as hell. <laughs> so, um, then, so, okay. Joe recovers seemingly. Um, the producers are like, Hey, John Lithgow, we don't need you no more. Our dude's back. Yeah. And then, and then John Lithgow's looking all mad because he's like, what the hell? So he don't even get to be a flop this time. He already flopped. Um, so they're in, I guess they're looking at his scar and they're like, oh, that's beautiful. You're great. You're going to be, you know, back to your old self again. And so it's him and Audrey. And I don't know what happens, but like, he's just like, I can think I'm having another heart attack. And CTH Pounder is there. <laughs> as she's his like, nurse. you she's ain't like, having a heart attack? If the man tells you he's having a heart attack, girl, why don't you just listen? <laughs> I just gave you your medicine. Yeah, like two minutes ago, you ain't having no damn heart attack. Yeah, that's basically the energy that she gave. And she, Audrey was like, I don't care about any of that. Go call a doctor. <laughs> this man is having a heart. Like, he knows what's happening to him. Like, we can't he know tell his that. body. Yeah, because he, girl, we didn't even say he had two completely blocked arteries. Yeah. So I guess they tried to do what he can, but or tried to do what they could, but. You were playing with fire, bruh. <laughs> Not a good outlook. Um, so he has another heart attack. And then I don't know if this is, I guess this is a, a hallucination, but he he's in the ch bed. I guess they get him stable. And then he just takes off all his shit and runs. <laughs> I think that's real. I, I feel like that's real too. But him like, running away is real. Yeah, because they were looking for him and like the cardiologist is freaking out. He's down in the hospital basement 
which is gross. I mean, I'm sorry, this is gross. Cause like all that dirty ass water <laughs> on the floor was really not good. And he's barefoot ass out in a little hospital gown, mm-hmm. um, running through the water. Like he's been singing in the rain. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, Oh no, it's not getting any better. <laughs> and he's asking God, what's the matter? Don't you like musical comedy? <laughs> he's just doing all of the stages at this point. Um, He's in the autopsy area. The people in the autopsy area don't seem to know what to do with him. <laughs> They's like, all right. I don't Let's, think he's supposed to be down here yet. He but, barefoot, but uh, we won't let him rock. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I was wondering if this was a hallucination because I was like, hey, nobody's like, y'all saw him know. and you just gonna let him keep going? Ooh whatever you no know, we see weird shit in, down here all the time so you know what else they is- they're always surrounded by dead bodies so maybe at that point if somebody's walking around maybe you just don't want to acknowledge that <laughs> just in case you, see, like, you don't want to see you see that body you see that body walking around you see that man no i did not see that man <laughs> walking around did you see that man no i did also did i see that man that's right because there's only supposed to be two living people down here i don't know who he is <laughs> <laughs> did he talk to you he did not so we did not see him be good then let's keep it going <laughs> um he also sees this well i don't know if she's i don't know what part of the hospital he's in i hope he's not in the autopsy area but he goes and stops by this like older woman who i guess she's dying and he gives her a kiss yeah you can't be doing that yeah and she dies peacefully i guess he's so I was like, like you're beautiful yeah like, leave people alone let them he's let them be up charles in peace he she wasn't in peace though he made her go quickly in peace i guess but i was like damn it this is the acceptance stage but shit at what cost <laughs> like why are you kissing people like you being weird you being extra weird now like i mean i just, guess if you on the precipice like does anything really matter at that point no, it wouldn't no um so they finally get him back to his bed. I think like some black man, like I guess he was like a, was he a janitor? Or was like an orderly or something? I can't I remember. I think he might have been an orderly. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, we found him. All he want to do down here is sing songs and stuff. So we're going to get him back up there. And then I feel like they, is this the same guy who was like, now I know people, I know you're going to make it <laughs> or something like that. And I was like, yeah, good luck. <laughs> I forget if this is the same guy because there's another is it this guy or another black guy but I was like maybe I'll need to not make any predictions <laughs> um so he's back to his bed and this is when the show really fucking starts um that monitor was like boop, boop. <laughs> what is this guy's boop. name I always forget ben um, Bre- Marie? Marie. yeah so they have been watching, um, I think his name is like something O-Flood. O-Flood? Hold on. I always mess up his, uh, I always mess up his name because I, they never introduce him. Con- o- O'Connor Flood, that's his name. Um, so they've been watching him do like variety shows while they've been in the hospital and they can kind of predict what he's saying. <laughs> which is like he's been my friend for 15 years and they always get the years wrong because they don't know but mm-hmm. they try to guess but that's like him and kate's little game or whatever um so 
O'Connor <laughs> Flood is the host of the Variety Hour. Um, and it's different from all the real life things that they've like all the real life variety shows because he just says, eh, this guy's an okay entertainer. <laughs> Nobody likes him. <laughs> He's not my friend, but here you go. Here's Joe Gideon. <laughs> like, mm. What a send off. <laughs> Damn. Uh, so I don't know. So that guy, so Ben Vereen was Chicken George and Roots. Yes. I did not know that. Um, he was also, oh, he got a best actor Tony for Pippin, which is the one that Bob Fosse got best director for. So again, taking people with you. Um, I love the variety hour. <laughs> it's like so surreal and so crazy because there are people dressed like the circulatory system. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I was like. This is a banger. Like, I loved it. Like, I was like, yes, 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 I yes. love how ridiculous it is, but how seriously it's taken. Yes. Also, everything is like very 70s and silver. Yeah, it feels like you're at like, I don't know, like I when I watch old clips of like Cher in her variety hour <laughs> mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And everybody's so shimmery. They got Roy Schneider in like this freaking like <laughs> they upgraded his little outfit. Oh, they had him. I don't know. Who, who am I thinking of? Maybe it's like when is it when Michael and Diana had that little performance together and they're both in the little glittery shirts? <laughs> is that what I'm thinking of? It's very, very shiny. Like it's like where you can see the sparkles bouncing off the screen. <laughs> he is a he got an upgrade. Yeah, he is. That's his home going outfit. <laughs> it is. I feel like he even has on a little eyeliner, a little glitter. He on does the have eye. on eyeliner. Yeah, he has on eyeliner. He he got on. He got a glow. Yeah, they gave him a tan, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love this dude because. The one thing that that Fosse did, he did, he made this man fucking terrible and whatever. But he was like, at least this man has hair. Give him some hair, because <laughs> Bob Fosse did not have any hair. He was a hat wearer for the majority of his life. <laughs> but they gave they gave Roy like the the blonde swoop and stuff like. They sent him home right. <laughs> they was like, let's do this. Yeah. They, they, um, this song, it's not funny, but it's like kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I was not expecting the song. I was waiting for your reaction. So, how was your reaction to this? What did you think when you? I heard was sitting and I was hollering. <laughs> I was cracking up. Got a little misty eyed. Did you really? Uh, I was like, ooh, shit. Um, I wasn't expecting like the circulatory system dancers. Love that. Um, it's so modern, but it's so ridiculous at the same time. It, it's, it's so good. It is so good. Yeah. How are, how are you feeling when you were seeing all this? Like, what were you? I was <laughs> what, taking what was your brain telling you? It, I was taking it all in. I was like, oh, wait. I was like, wait, what happened? What? <laughs> the beeping is the beep. He, yeah, the beep, what? and they're doing this like weird like thing with their f- hands, where it's almost like your heart, the way the heart beats and stuff. I was like, "What is hat? What? What? 
He turned oh it out. Oh my gosh. Maybe it's oh like a Oh Lord. I'm trying to think of what this set reminds me of because I keep thinking like American bandstand, but that might not be it. It also kind of looks like the inside of a nice microwave a little bit. It does. It did. <laughs> what do they make like, microwaves? I don't know. It, it's very microwavey. It looks like it looks like it looks like a sci-fi set, like a 70s sci-fi set. Oh like a dashboard of Star You might be um, right because Enterprise. Mike, <laughs> I was going to say something. The, the little ponytails that the, the circulatory girls have, I was like, this looks like something's like Star Trek or something. It's very mm-hmm. like alien. And they had the little do, 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 do. Yeah. They was getting it. And I was okay. like, oh. The band too, like the band is so cool in the background and and O'Connor singing for his life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they just singing like a duet going back yeah. and forth. Because the stars, bye, what is it? Bye-bye life. Bye-bye happiness. Bye-bye friends. <laughs> bye-bye loneliness. Oh, yeah. Loneliness, not happiness. Was it happiness or loneliness? I forgot down happiness. Maybe that was wrong. But anyway, it, it ends with, I think I'm going to die. <laughs> I think, and, I, and then he like, I think he going to die. Mm, I think he going to die. Mm, the crowd is there. Think, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I think I'm going to die. And I was like, hey. you gonna die? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's a parody of a song called Bye Bye Love, which is uh best known as the debut recording by the Everly Brothers. I've never heard this song. Um, but that's very <laughs> they're the ones who made that song Dream, right? Dream. Yeah, isn't that them? Dream, dream, dream. Yeah, all I have to do is dream. So that's kind of like <laughs> very. I know that song was probably very joyful, <laughs> or at least like very soft. You know, that's some soft rock. And Fossey was like, actually, let's turn oh, the yeah. heat up. <laughs> I. And it was so, and part of it. Okay, I will have to look into it a little bit later. But like as the scene was ending and like the dance number still going and he's like, I'm like, he got his solo going like, I think I'm going to die. I think I'm going to die. Oh, I think I'm going to die. And he's like being pulled forward mm-hmm. to me, Angelique. Like, yeah, that's that particular shot reminded me like of Spike Lee movies. Oh, really? Um because I feel like Spike Lee has imitated, well, not imitated, but he has done that Reference. shot a lot. Um, I'm trying to think of like in a lot of his movies. I'm trying I don't to know what the particular shot is called, but like um, it's like a dolly something. Yeah, like dolly. Where you're shot. like being pulled forward. Yeah. Um, or I don't know if it's dolly versus a tracking shot. I don't know like the difference, but um, yeah, I haven't. I can't remember. Is it like? Is it like it reminded me of like Crooklyn. We've seen it in um, really. I need to go back and look. There's a bunch of YouTube compilations. School days. Okay, they call it a double dolly shot. That's what he says. Um, there's a video of him talking about using it in Black Klansman. Will I watch that? No, but um, yeah, I think it pops up a lot. It's uh, there's a lot of um compilations on vimeo and on youtube so i guess this is the thing i need to go back and look maybe i'm you know i'll be forgetting but <laughs> i was like oh 
and I was like, okay, woo, yeah, okay. I thought, mm, uh, okay, we're gonna we get it, we're we gonna make it, we get it, we get it, we get it. We're we gonna make it. it. <laughs> <laughs> just got to a fucking body bag and I screamed. I screamed in my apartment. I was not expecting like that abrupt of an ending. Oh, and then yes. they started playing. It's no business, like show business. It's no business. I know. Yeah. And I screamed some more. I was like, damn. <laughs> like I was not expecting any of that because like it's such a build up, and then just a. Yeah, and I was like, oh. it just like cut you at the knees. Yeah. Oh, it was very intense. <laughs> and then I stood up and I applauded. And I was like, cinema, <laughs> cinema, cinema. Oh, yes, yeah, cinema. I can't stop using the word intense, but that's the only thing I could think of. Like, it's just like you see your death, like you're at death's door and you realize that. And you just like, you don't give yourself a hero's ending. And no, you just like, yeah, I was a rag. I am a raggedy bitch. And then I die. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. This is very, very like, I don't know. I don't know many people who would let themselves be portrayed that terribly. <laughs> Not terribly and- as in like badly portrayed, but like you are bad <laughs> and you don't make it either. Like, no. Like and you wrote it, like you helped write it. It's not like someone else wrote an observation of it's you. Like Gwen and you get approval said, of it. Gwen said, "You raggedy bitch." Here's my take on it. Yeah, like no, you helped write it. Yeah, it's... you directed it, so you orchestrated the vision of it. Mm-hmm. So you, like, you had a hand in every single step of it. So like this, this is just you. This is filtered through you. This mm-hmm. is you filtered through you as seen by you. Yes. It's you, dog. Yeah. Um. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> like kind of made me want to throw up. Like this is too part. Like it's too personal. Like this is like somebody like reading your journal from like fifth grade oh <laughs> like that's kind of a feeling as it. someone who literally found their live journal a couple of like months ago girl I would hate that <laughs> I would absolutely hate that like yeah this mm. is is also being but like it does take I kind of want to say it takes courage because also this is ego um but to be able to lay yourself bare like this Mm -hmm. for not only like for the world to see along with everybody in your your personal circle to see what you think of yourself what you think of them (laughs) like this because like this is a a fin essentially what you think of them as well imagine you being Anne and being like I don't know if I love that girl <laughs> yeah we had the and also what <laughs> yeah oh. and also like casting someone that you're dating playing themselves in this movie with a surrogate of you and having them treat you like you may treat them like 
you know what's crazy is that he made her audition like he didn't just give her the yeah role. So he, <laughs> like she actually had to go up for it I was like so did you talk to her about like what it was like what was in it did you like say something did you only tell when like <laughs> what did you what was the discussion like like I'm writing this part I think you'd be good for it but you gotta audition and yeah don't get crazy when you read the script. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So cinema. I, this is cinema. I I feel like it's I feel like it takes a level of self-awareness that doesn't get too annoying. Because some people who are very self-aware are very annoying at the same time. Um to like make a movie like this where you're basically bearing all your fears and stuff like that and insecurities for everybody to see um because he could have made like a puff piece this could have been look at me the famous choreographer look at all I've done so I don't know many people who have done that I mean you yeah. see the biopics now like oh <laughs> yeah and his is not even like uh, like you know supposed to be a biopic but it's could you imagine like who was famous enough let me let me pick a name out there of somebody working now yeah I mean <laughs> nobody of interest I like, I, I don't I mean, even think I know nobody the only person I know who's doing something that's like based on their life right now is Steven Spielberg Oh that, yeah. I don't know what that's gonna turn into. So um and he's supposed to be a child, so he's not gonna make himself look like an evil monster as a child. I don't yeah. think. But um yeah, I don't I don't know how many people are really about to bear the whole shit like that. No, I don't think I don't think anyone can do it. Yeah. So I love it just for that reason. Cause I'm just like, you really could have made yourself look like the good guy in all the situations. You made yourself look like trash. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Even if you were a nice person and a good person to work with, you're just like, nah, let me uh let me let me take the licks. <laughs> let me take every lick you got. Mm. Yeah, I was not expecting this movie. I was I was not expecting the me- I, I I personally I personally thought it was gonna be a movie about the making of a show like Chicago, like the making mm. of a musical, yeah, and all the behind the scenes stuff. I didn't think it was Bang. gonna be about a messy ass bitch <laughs> and <laughs> his life, yeah. But it is a great movie, and I love the messiness, and I really like how he was able to put himself out there like that, and share all that personal information with the world mm-hmm. um because not everybody is able to do that as yeah not a famous person i wonder what it would be like if he was i mean he wouldn't be alive now i don't think um he'd be super like, fucking out he would be almost 100 he'd be like 98 uh no 95 95 I'm thinking 2005 or 2025. Oh, okay. Well, you know, yeah. in the realm of possibilities, he's not yeah. too much I mean, older he, than my granddad. I don't think, so. Yeah, I don't think he would still be working is what I'm like thinking. But like mm. if he had like lived to like the 90s or the early 2000s and to see 
things and see how people have taken his work like Mm -hmm. I wonder if that would have changed his perception of himself or or what or were they even were they starting to bite on him back then like when did the influence start because I was really waiting for your reaction though when you told me you want to watch this I was not expecting it like it had it had music it had drama mm-hmm. it had choreography it was it had everything mm-hmm. five stars five stars five balloons five balloons yeah tell five that lady <laughs> tell that lady she had to blow up her little balloons again <laughs> i wonder what critic made him mad like that so i guess of course we would say that we would recommend this Yes. Would you recommend this with any caveats? No. I mean, would you tell a just, person who doesn't like musicals that they should watch this? I mean, for me, I don't like musicals because I don't like fans of musical theater. They're annoying as shit. That's two like, different things. They make it hard for me to enjoy musicals. And that's why but, I don't like musicals. But you can like but something on your own. That's why if I don't you give enjoy them, that's why I don't give all the fandoms. And that's just like, I don't want to hear your ass singing all the time. You yeah, know, but that's something different. But that's, that's different. different. Like, if you enjoy musicals, if you like the six, seven, eight, if you like that five, like, <laughs> drop on the five. Like, you like musicals, and that's fine. Just because you know, they got annoying, bangers, like little just because annoying horrors. people like oh we should do that one day. One much mm-hmm. just because annoying people like things doesn't mean that you can't like things. Yeah, even though they make things that you do enjoy very off putting. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, musical theater students you come across in your day to day life, Brittany. I mean, for so I'm also wondering quite a few. For, for a minute, it was quite a few. It was a long story, <laughs> but like okay. All yeah. right. <laughs> um, I do. I I enjoy musical from time to time. You know, I like to sing my little songs. Okay. You know. Okay. They are part of my day to day life. I mm-hmm. like to hit a little high notes like Mariah Carey, hold my ear. You know how that is. Um, but I would recommend this film mostly because it's messy. Um, oh my gosh. If you enjoy messy shit, then <laughs> you will enjoy all that jazz. If you like choreography, you will enjoy all that jazz. Mm-hmm. If you enjoy like 70s aesthetics, you would enjoy all that jazz. Love the 70s aesthetics. Love it. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree. Um, it might be kind of hard to get somebody who doesn't like singing and stuff like that to take it in, but it's not like people burst into song. Like it is about a. <laughs> It is about a, a musical or a musical production. So there will be singing. <laughs> but yes. um yeah, I think it has something. I this is kind of think is what I wanted to talk about earlier in the show, but I mean we've been talking so long. But basically, like what I know people like about musicals or don't like about musicals and what I see in musicals seem to be two different things because I feel like maybe the musical landscape has been like rentified <laughs> or I was gonna say it is not rent yeah rent and I feel like that's what everybody terrible. knows 
because of it's just a certain style because I remember I watched Tick Tick Boom I think I talked about this maybe and like I was watching it and I was like oh because I've also heard some songs from Hamilton that's not the only musical that's out there but that's like one of the more popular ones and I was like these two one is definitely has influenced the other but like that's over here and like Fosse's over here (laughs) and so when people are like I fucking hit musicals I was like how could you look at the sex and the danger and the drugs and all the fun stuff and then this is like you know you know I want to tell you about a man (laughs) after school pastor type music it feels like I'm pretty sure it has sexy moments too but it just doesn't feel like it it doesn't feel cool like Bob Fosse and so that's why I would tell people to watch this so you could actually like I don't know watch a musical that doesn't feel like an after school special (laughs) so um yeah I would tell people I, I mean again some people just don't like the singing and stuff and I don't know how people would react to erotica but <laughs> I have to yeah. recommend it just to see their looks on their faces <laughs> yeah I, I mean it's worth it for that honestly yeah you know <laughs> just a little titty swinging mm-hmm. <laughs> so we should talk about our next movie yes you know you know the late I don't know the songs from that all oh, I know I she shot him she yes they she shot each other she ran to uh, no he ran to her knife 10 times that kind of thing um what else uh cell block tango yeah cell block tango that's the one uh we both refer the gun um god you're gonna crack up at mr cellophane oh god i forgot (laughs) ain't that my twin ain't tweeting it yes john c Riley has a moment where he puts on clown makeup and shuffles around on stage all sad talking about he's mr cellophane i don't like that song but (laughs) you're gonna die that one i know it um i love chicago um i will talk about more later um in our next episode, but I adore that movie. Uh, it is directed by Rob Marshall, who has the weirdest filmography I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> Just not a roller coaster of emotions and box office sales, <laughs> very mm. and critic uh, critical reviews. So um, this is this is pretty big deal. Like this movie ended up being a pretty big deal. Ended up having a lot of awards. Um, I forgot we didn't say that all that jazz won the Palm d'Or, so another big deal. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Chicago is is um, I feel like it kicked off my modern day musical watching uh, when I was like, mm, it has to be almost twenty years now. The twenty year anniversary is like December, and oh, I think I saw it when I was like in two thousand three, so right before the Oscars, maybe. Um, so it has been a part of my life for a very long time. It also features one of my favorite costumes ever on screen, which is Renee Zellweger wearing the waxy heart silver dress. <sighs> I think about the dress all the time. <laughs> hmm. So um, I might stand out a little bit. <laughs> so we're going to see a different interpretation of Fosse um, through the eyes of someone else. So hmm. can't wait to see how you like it if you like it yeah i've never seen it so it'll be my first time ever watching it i guess we should say where we are um shit shaky right now (laughs) (laughs) shit is shaky right now um twitter is 
slowly sinking into the sea like the Titanic. Um, took two hours for the Titanic to sink, but I think it might take maybe another two days for Twitter to sink. We don't know. Don't log out. <laughs> you can't even Stay log out right now. <laughs> Stay in line. Stay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's no. looking really, really shaky. Um, so we're still at the same place, which is BLK Girl Film Club. We're not like not gonna post. Um, but you might not see them post. That's the problem. So uh yeah. you should follow us on Instagram. I've been doing some stuff on there lately. Uh it's uh just Black Girl Film Club. You can always email us blackgirlfilmclub at gmail.com we will be revamping our website uh we've been saying that but now it's imperative <laughs> yeah we will do it yeah so we will be doing it so you can follow us there um we're everywhere on the airwaves pretty much uh you search our name and you can subscribe uh please rate uh and you also slip us a dollar too at our coffee which is ko-fi.com slash Club. thank you to everybody who has donated to us so far sorry that we haven't really like shouted y'all out we'll do better about that in the future but if you have donated thank you so much we appreciate it um what else that think that's it for right now as we move into december well after next episode we move into december Yep, it's going to be the last few episodes of 2022. This long year. This is the longest yeah. year of my life. The longest year yeah. of my life. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it, but we did I, it. We barely did it, but we did it. <laughs> yeah, we got some fun things for December already. So we already know that's happening, but we'll let y'all know in the next episode. Um, and I guess that's it. I guess we say goodbye. Yes. Go watch Bob Fosse, um, you yes. know, do some jazz hands. Mm-hmm. Let us know how yes. that works out for y'all. <laughs> mm-hmm. And watch all that jazz. It's on Tubi. Yes, on Tobias, along with Lenny, is also on Tobias. So you okay. can do back to back. I feel like Sweet Charity was on there, but I don't think it's on there anymore. But it'll probably pop around again. Yeah, so, baby movie, changing. Yeah, if not, just you can always watch clips of the Rich Man's Frug on uh youtube you think you see a lot of bob fossey clips on youtube to be honest so go for it go forth prosper bye guys bye